0: Powered by Sabla X, OQ's innovation hub, this is Sabla X Podcast, an OQ podcast.
1: Powered by Sabla X, an OQ podcast. I'm Soha Luhebi from the IMO, and today I'm hosting this episode with Amira Hack. I assume you have a huge library of books. That's how I imagine you.
0: <laughs> I counted the last time I counted, which I think by now, after this... Uh... Book fair that just happened. I'm sure I need to recount, <laughs> but I have you bought a, a bunch. Of books a bunch, yeah. yeah. I have a yearly budget for this fair. You do.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I have 360 physical books. Wow. And I have around uh, 55, 56 like audio slash books on my Kindle. Great. So, yeah.
1: So since you think about uh, sustainability, mm-hmm. I mean, um, have you ever donated books?
0: I do. I or don't. do you feel like
1: you emotionally, you cannot let these go? Do you feel like you want to own,
0: Can I be, physically own every copy? Can I be really honest? Yeah. I don't have a very emotional connection with my books. You I don't? No, I feel like books have a value more if you donate them or if you give them someone who can read them. Even if I love a book, I might keep a copy. But I'm one of those people who has multiple copies of a book if I like it because I want to gift it to people. Yeah. More. Yeah. And two, I collect books, which is why I have so many of them. So I like having different editions of yes, a book. Exactly. Or I like having, like I might have a signed version of a book because I physically saw an author and I would like to have like a, a version of a book that I can rip apart and write notes on. Yeah. So I, I'm not, there are people who have like pristine, immaculate libraries, but my books are all like, you know, jagged with notes on them.
1: Yeah. Because I feel like, I'm sure you went there when mm-hmm. like a friend comes to you and they say I want to lend a book. Mhm. And then it's they never give it back.
0: Oh yeah, I have multiple copies for I that reason. Like
1: <laughs> for that reason I and feel that like reason I lost alone. at least 100 books.
0: I don't I don't share books. I'm not one of those people like, "Oh, just come to my library." I'm like, "No,
1: you tell me what you need <laughs> so I can keep another copy." So I can keep case another it copy. Lost,
0: yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I don't want to lose specific copies. Like I have a I have a copy of Jibran, uh, Khalil Jibran's uh like complete works in my library and i have separate books of his that are like copies of specific books and And you
1: you read his books in english in arabic in arabic yeah
0: so my friend took the complete works and just took it and i don't know where the entire collection yeah and i to this day have not forgiven her (laughs) (laughs) it's been six years i still remember (laughs) deeply personal violation of trust yeah
1: it's an entire collection
0: yeah i know man yeah also like i i i don't i barely read arabic books yeah and so when i have some that i keep in my library these are ones that i'm like i'm gonna read this in 10 years yeah i'm gonna go back to this
1: i have that by the way i have goals for certain books like i'm not going to read you now but i'm yeah. gonna read you some sometime yeah next year or the year after i mean i
0: have books that i reread every year like, I read Pride and Prejudice every
1: year. You do? Yeah.
0: And I read... Doesn't
1: it feel like you're watching the like the a movie, movie all over again?
0: It's nice reading a book at different parts of your life. Like, I remember reading Pride and Prejudice when I was 13, and I thought it was the most amazing love story I've ever read. And then I read it at twenty four and I'm like, what is what is this Mr. Darcy situation? Why is he such a mysterious character? Can he not just say what's on his mind? (laughs) This whole conflict would be fixed if he just said what it was.
1: (laughs) And then now
0: I read it and I as like a a grown person with a child and I feel like, oh, that's really cordial. Everyone here is really like it's really it's really beautiful how (coughs) romance used to be yeah like it was very proper cordial everybody called them no one called themselves by their first names everyone had last names it was it's very proper and i don't know i feel like maybe i'll read it in my 40s and be like this is nonsense but (laughs) it's nice to revisit things like that like i still read the harry potter uh series like almost yearly not all of it I I pick I pick specific books. Like I love reading Order of the Phoenix and Deathly Hallows mm-hmm. almost every year.
1: I feel like you have an agenda, where like I'm gonna revisit reading this book again. Oh yeah, there's a this.
0: book. I don't know if I can mention it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: just heads up in case this is inappropriate to share with people. I'm just letting you know. But it's uh, it's called The Gargoyle, and it talks about some unsavory themes. But the the core of it is like about human human torment mm. and how your demons sometimes are the way to your salvation or like how you suffer in your life is how you become a better person. Yeah. And it's one of those books that if someone doesn't read a book, like if you don't read books, I'll recommend this book for you because I feel like it will change your mind about things. Really? Yeah, in WhatsApp, it's it's really inappropriate. So it it (coughs) kind of it's like a Game of Thrones situation where sometimes (laughs) it's a little inappropriate that will gather a huge following.
1: Yes, but the
0: the core of it is really like deep moral philosophical questions that most people should ask themselves at some point.
1: Okay, so my last question Mm. is: How do you have time? (laughs) How do you do it? (laughs) Because I know you have a full time job and you have a kid. Yeah. And then you're pursuing uh, a hobby that takes a lot of your time. Yeah. So how, we all have 24 hours <laughs> per day. <laughs> so how do you do it?
0: Can I be real honest? Can I be a real, just real, real transparent? Most of my life, I just kind of was, you know those kids who are like crazy overachievers that's annoying? Yeah. So like most of my life I did, like in school, I did like four to five activities. Like I did professional competitive swimming and I was in English club and music club and horse riding and all these things. And, like, was doing all, like, uh, the equivalent of high school, like, all ilmi, so all science made, you know, subjects. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't enough. I always felt like I was bored. I I always feel like I can take on more. And, And then whenever things are quiet, I lose my mind. Like, I don't know how to sit around and do nothing yeah. it's you're the, naturally
1: an overachiever
0: it's not an overachiever i just like, take on too much i may not achieve a lot more than it most drives people. you
1: i feel it drives a lot of people i, I
0: just like being busy yes. yeah. and i remember the one time in my life where like i had to physically slow down is when i had a kid you you physically have to stop working and there's mm-hmm. no way out of it and i learned that it's nice to have peace I I don't lose my mind anymore when I don't have a million things to do. Mm -hmm. But the moment my kid was old enough that I didn't need to be home all the time, I kind of got the bug again. Yeah. And I was like, what am I, what am I doing with, I, I, I don't, I don't understand how people are like, oh, I have an eight, you know, I go to work at seven and I go home at three and then I'm fine for the rest of the day. Yeah. I've achieved my goal. I feel like I still have a lot, another eight enough. hours. Yeah, I have enough. another eight hours in the day. Yeah. I also have like eight hours of sleep, which I don't really, I'm not like a sleep person. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too. I'm not. I'm, not I'm really not I a don't sleep care about person. Sleep. Yeah, I don't care, I don't about, care sleep. about
0: sleep. I like socializing and I like I like reading. And I always have these ideas. Like the reason why writing a book is something that I, I needed to do this year was that every year, at the beginning of the year, I would have, oh, I need to write a book at some point in my life, and I need to yeah. revisit this. And every year, it was it's on the top of my, you know, achievements list, and it's every at every year at some point, I I write a bit, and then I stop. Yeah. Because of the whole, I don't like sharing. Yeah. And this year, it's kind of a turning, turning point, because it's actually a decade since I graduated high school, and I have a few years, so another year before I turn thirty. And that's when you kind of get all these anxieties about what did I achieve with my life? Have I
1: done that?
0: Yeah. And having a kid is really fulfilling, honestly. It genuinely is really fulfilling. But I always feel like when my kid like looks back on life like I'm always impressed when I see what my parents did with their life and they had seven kids. I feel like that's the thing that I wanna have with my children. I want them to be like, How did you do it? How did you manage? You know? Um, so it doesn't stop me from from writing, but okay, so physically, how do I do it like actually, practically, how do I do it? um, just breaking it down into smaller chunks, I just write almost an hour a day, sometimes it's more, so during weekends, I have a little bit more time, and I can do it at least a three hour sprint. I have friends who are also writers, and we look at each other's work, and it's really nice that we all have goals and we all motivate each other. And uh, yeah, I try to read as much as I can in the genre that I'm writing because it's nice to have references that are relevant to what you write. The problem that I'm having right now of how to do this is I don't read a lot of Arabic slash Amani literature. Mm. And it's kind of hindering my progress because if I want to use like Amani themes and you know, Arabic themes. It's hard to do that A when you're writing in another language. Mm. So I'm writing in English mm. and B that I'm translating it in a way that is like fair and like shows the actual culture. But in the back of my head, I feel like it's fiction at the end of the day. So I can have a little fun with it. Yeah. So I just write almost every day and I have uh like ma- major milestones that I need to reach. So every three months, I should be done with a third mm-hmm. of a book, and by November, I should have a draft. And I have, uh, so what I what, what route I'm taking with inshallah with my publishing journey is I'm going like traditional route. So I'm finding an agent. Uh, last last March, wait, last Feb, last Feb, this Feb, yeah. Um, I spent two days in the Emirates Literature Festival. And I met with agents and I showed them a sample of my work. Yeah. And we did pretty good, actually. They were like really interested and intrigued. They gave me a lot of good pointers. Um, I signed up for like writing retreats and, you know, met other authors and found friends of mine from Oman who I had no idea were writing. And, you know, (laughs) you had no idea they were writing. No, I met them at the festival and we all like decided to have like a community where we write together. And it's really, it's really fun. Uh, But I feel like the main motivation to write a book is, I like read so much. And if you do something, and it's a huge part of your life, like you want to be part of that group. True. So the people that I most... You
1: shifted from the, from the group of people who read to the group of people who write.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. they inspire me. Like the things, the decisions I make in my life and how I do everything is shaped some way or another by something that I read at some point in my life. And yeah. it's kind of nice that you want to be part of that group. Like, you want to be part of the group of people who influence, you know, the yeah. world in a in a positive way, hopefully. But, yeah, that's mainly why I'm writing a book.
1: So what's your message to the generations that are coming?
0: Just be responsible. <laughs> genuinely, like, genuinely, the core... The the core of all of our problems, whether it be like environmental or social or when it comes to like, I don't know, how we deal with each other in in our life and all these issues that exist in society is like if people are a little bit more responsible in how they do everything, we wouldn't have as many problems. Like if we responsibly consumed like food, we wouldn't have a lot of waste. If we consumed like how much money we make, like if a lot of us make really good, like nobody here makes Like, unreasonably low amounts of money. If we just all managed our finances well enough and been responsible and did things the right way, they wouldn't have, like, a lot of huge debt problems in society. If we just genuinely were responsible with the way we treat each other, there wouldn't be, like, huge issues with, like, psychological stigma and, you know, mental health. Like, people would be nice. If if you were just nicer to everyone around you, just a little bit, most people wouldn't have huge complexes about themselves. So just be a little bit more responsible with how you spend your money, your resources, like environmental and, you know, how how you do things in the world.
1: What about people who are like you were stuck in a shell and they wanted to write, but they don't have the courage to share what they're writing?
0: Oh, my God.
1: What's your Uh. advice to them?
0: (laughs) First of all, talk about it. Uh, I didn't talk about it for a long time. I used to tell people that I write, and then I, I never, had no
1: idea you were writing a book until last week. Yeah,
0: I I never told people that. And was we talk problem. very often.
1: We talk on a daily basis. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I I genuinely didn't share that I was a writer with anyone because I always felt like I I, don't, I was re- I was genuinely scared. Like it wasn't like some crazy intellectual. Like oh, people won't get my art. Yeah. It was genuinely I didn't like. For creative purposes. Yeah, I didn't want people to know that I was writing because it felt very personal to me. Yeah. And it felt like if someone said anything negative that it would break me. Yeah, yeah. And there was a point in my life where someone gave me really bad feedback, told me, whatever you're writing is good in theory, but it's not going to fly or whatever. And I burned (laughs) a manuscript that I had at one point. This was like 2011. Because I just didn't, I couldn't take it. I was like, okay, then I'm not a good writer, bye but two things about being a writer you need to feel really strongly about what you're writing so now that life has passed on at one point I thought when I was writing was was if if I thought at the time what I was writing was really important I would have gone through with it but it was because maybe in the back of my head I knew that feedback was right and it's okay feedback is good yeah and also you should write to train like if you think that if you're really crippled and scared by the idea of sharing what you write, then write for yourself for a while and and create and get to a place where you're comfortable sharing with people. And if you're not comfortable, don't. like Don't let other people push you into sharing. But write for yourself and write consistently because that's the whole thing about writing. For you to find your voice and what you prefer, do that. And also write what you read. So if you're a person who like reads a lot of romance, like write romance. Like, yeah. Don't let anyone tell it can you be what a to do. Point, yeah, yeah, because that's what you enjoy. Like write something you enjoy. Like I would have loved to write like a fantasy novel, but like I'm not at that skill set yet, because that's an intricate, deep kind of thing that yeah. you need to have real practice. You know, all these like fantasy writers took eight, nine years to write a novel, and that's fine because you have to will you know, build a world, not just characters. And so I was like, okay, for now, what else do I read? I read thrillers, I read psychological thrillers, and I enjoy that. And I that's the most of my reading list. So I'm going to write that because I enjoy it. And, you know, I hope I'm, you know, Gemini enough to, <laughs> to to think of some crazy twists and turns. Yeah. But yeah. And lastly, if if you genuinely don't want to share which is what I did for a while while I was practicing right under a different name. Yeah. Uh, I wrote under a different name. I, sh- I shared it online and I got a lot of feedback. And it kind of didn't hurt as much cuz I didn't feel people knew who I was. Yeah.
1: So, so it didn't feel personal. So it
0: didn't feel personal. It just felt like your work could do better. You can do this. Like it was feedback that didn't hurt as much and also it didn't feel personal. Yeah. Cuz the thing is even now as a person if I share what I write like me as Emira And someone says, that's great. And I know that person personally. I never take that advice because I feel like, oh, they're just my friend or like there's an ulterior motive or they don't want to hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. because people who know me know I have such fragile feelings that they would never tell me the truth. They would be like, yeah, your work is great. It's fantastic. So in the back of my mind, like, oh, they're just pandering. But it's nice when it's not me, when it's not what I write and I share it with people and they say it's good. Like it has some credibility behind it.
1: You feel it's real.
0: Yeah. And even if they don't say it's good and they say it's bad, I'm like, yeah, they probably don't, you know, just want to hurt my feelings. They genuinely want something. There's something missing. Yeah. So I took feedback and practiced under a different name, which is a good advice. Yeah. Join us in listening to interesting stories from OQ.
1: Subscribe to Sabla X.